0: Now, I guess if you've clicked on this today, you are a hardcore gardener. You are looking for garden content in winter, and we applaud you for that. But in all seriousness, it's coming up on the holiday season. So from Batavia and myself to you, we want to wish you a happy holidays, and we hope you get enjoyment and peace out of it, and you can spend time with your families. And we're going to do the same. So... What we're going to do for the next couple of weeks is we're going to be releasing the top five episodes that you guys have voted for. So yeah, you didn't even know you voted, but you did when you clicked on the podcast to listen to. So these are the top five episodes and we're going to be taking this time, first of all, to spend with our families, take a little mental break, but also we're going to be planning our gardens. So we've got a lot to plan. We've got a lot to figure out. Myself, I start gardening in about really start ramping up in february batavia's got a couple months after that so i'm kind of jealous actually but that's okay so we hope you guys enjoy the episode and we hope you have a happy holiday a happy new year and after these next five episodes we will be back with some fresh content for you everybody enjoy thank you for your votes thank you for being with us and as usual come check us out in all our spots all the links are below and happy holidays some may call us overachievers some may call us excited I like to call it prepared I think now is the time to decide what we are going to grow next year in our gardens we need to be choosing our crops for next year right now right on the Backyard Gardens podcast
1: to have a good harvest one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer the carrots have grown large and firm how good they will taste
0: Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and
1: Batavia, the front yard gardener,
0: one in the country,
1: one in the city.
0: Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. What do you think? You doing it? You deciding yet? Or are you just yeah. going to wait?
1: You no, know, I, I have a working list. <laughs> um, but I'm not very excited <laughs> about it. Like, I'm excited about, like, you know, opportunities to grow next year. But um, I have a lot of things to choose from.
0: There's a whole world to choose from.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. And you've got to
0: narrow it down.
1: But I look, know. anything I that's a new, new on
0: your list, you can wait three years before you put it in the ground. So at least there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a
1: new <laughs> approach for the next season seven days or so that I'll probably be taking to make choices and that'll change in on the eighth day and then it'll change seven days later like my mind changes it's just about around the fertilizing schedule
0: so oh okay okay I hear you um we have a question from a listener are you guys ready everybody says yes at the same time thank you Um, It goes, my first ever harvested sweet potatoes, I planted a Hannah sweet potato, and this is the outcome. So now a question besides digging up the rest of my garden is, how do I know if there are more to be harvested? Well, isn't that something else? (laughs) Yeah. What do you think?
1: Um, So I'm going to make some assumptions that uh, this person planted sweet potatoes at the same time. So the ones that she just harvested that she also planted the other ones that are in her garden at the same time. Um, And unfortunately, I saw your answer already, which is the same answer I would have given. So, you know, use your hands and dig around, right? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, the key is use your hands. So what I do, and I just did a whole YouTube video about this, is I take my hands and I open them and I go finger first through the soil. Mm-hmm. And that's really key because what that does is if you hit a potato, I'm, I'm showing Batavia like I need to, but mm-hmm. it, your finger will bend and it'll help keep from bruising that potato. So I just kind of run my hands through, but you know, they're not going to spread like a huge area across, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. maybe a, a foot, two foot, something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, what happens, like I just, I just harvested mine, which was a fabulous harvest. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, um, I noticed a couple days later I had another sweet potato slip coming up. So I dug yeah, down and yeah. guess what? There was another sweet potato down there. So there it is, yeah. There, there is that, but I mean, and one year I did the same thing and I came back at the end of the year, like two months after and dug through and found like ten more sweet potatoes that had just gone off. So mm-hmm, but they had mm-hmm. started growing and it, it actually was really pretty because it was a random slip in a random place. So it was just kind of filling in gaps in the garden. It was actually really nice.
1: Yeah. I um Second year growing white potatoes, second year growing sweet potatoes, but I've only harvested sweet potatoes once. But this is the beauty of some of these vegetables. Like a lot of the kind of rules, if you will, I didn't really want to say rules. A lot of the ways you approach these vegetables, they're similarities. So the same way I would check to see if, you know, I was ready to harvest white potatoes is the same way. Um, I do think you're spot on when it comes to how delicate they may be, because that's going to impact how long they're going to store. And I'd say that sweet potatoes can store much longer than white potatoes. So you do want to take your time with that. Um, Did you find, because you've grown them a few different years, do you find that they're closer to the surface?
0: Yeah. So um, generally they are closer to the, I don't really ever get them below six to eight inches maybe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's worth like, you know, if you guys really are curious about sweet potatoes, you should go back and look at the video because I talk about it in Um, extensively but like you basically flip your whole bed you know Mm -hmm. I have Mm -hmm. my beds about 7 to 8 inches before it gets to the ground like the actual earth the crust layer of the earth (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, to be technical about it so I'm basically you're flipping that whole bed running your hands through all of it but I generally like I said I don't see them go as deep now I know potatoes will go deep if you make them go deep
1: so, and I the, think um, that's the thing
0: is putting dirt back on them and everything like yeah. that, like piling it up. And I think you could do the same with sweet potatoes. I just set it and forget it.
1: Yeah. I think, um, I think just based on the way that the sweet potato slips or the roots, right? You know, the way you plant them and the opportunity when they set roots and where those potatoes start to grow from, it seems like they end up being. Closer to the surface and to your point, if you're mounding white potatoes, you know, kind of counter to that, then I've found again only two years in a row now, though, that the first couple of inches of soil are absolutely just soil, you know, so um, they're not as. Uh, close to the surface as i found last year my sweet potatoes um so i mean i I guess the answer would be you know instead of turning the entire space over which we didn't get a a look at where the rest of the potatoes were but instead of instead of turning that entire space over then you know just dig around my guess though if she has potatoes that uh, there are three or four or something from that one space unless they're completely different growing conditions then potatoes are ready in the other space too
0: yeah and I wanna say this too. There's there's a there's a larger lesson here, young Batavia. You ready for it? There is yeah, you're no hard keep on calling f-
1: me you're gonna keep on calling me young. I'm always ready for it.
0: <laughs> there is no hard and fast rules behind this stuff, everybody. Go with the flow. You know what I mean? Like, if you if I was in that position, this is what I would do. I would dig my potatoes up. And if I didn't know if there was any more, I would keep digging until I thought I was going to hurt another plant. That's when I would stop.
1: Yeah, I so uh, I get it, right? But I've said this before, not often, so I feel very comfortable saying it again. Okay, good. That's experience speaking.
0: Yeah, no, totally. You know,
1: so, you know, it, it's... Cause you're not that kind of guy. I know it's not like you're all like Cavalier, like chill, like it's not that right. Um, there's a lot of, um, I'm sure this person's looking forward to a nice sweet potato harvest. And if Mm -hmm. she thinks that she can do something to help that versus hurt it, then she wants to understand it. So I definitely get it. Um, I'm just going to default back to man, root vegetables. They, um,
0: (sighs) They're addictive to grow. They're
1: trying. Yeah. <laughs> They're
0: trying and addictive. But, you know, I just, you know, the first year I grew them, so I went into it blind-ish. Mm-hmm. I knew, okay, I'm going to put sweet potatoes in. They're going to spread like crazy. I'm going to dedicate a whole bed to them. And then that way I knew whatever I needed to do, I had the space, I had the room to do it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't I wasn't let down. I, You know, I was very happy with the outcome. Um... And when it came time to harvest them, like, I mean, I looked it up and it was like, dig, harvest, be careful, don't bruise. That was all I got. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay. And um, once you stick your hands in the dirt and you start feeling them there, then you you just kind of go. It's, I mean, it's like I said, you're like a sweet potato archaeologist. You're just kind of digging and you're finding them and pulling them out. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, once you've run out of potatoes and you run out of roots, you, there's no more potatoes.
1: Yeah. So put a note in your notebook. So in this episode that's coming up after the break, oh, did you
0: want me to write it with my new fountain pen that I got? Sorry. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I knew that you had a new fountain pen and I wanted you to christen this notebook with that pen. Um, Sweet potatoes and planning for next year. So yeah. remind me to speak on that. Leonard.
0: Sweet taters. So yeah. I mean, guys, <clears throat> so
1: first off, he's actually writing it down. Of course. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I've been accused of that a time or two
1: Nah, yeah mama Schmugger, go ahead and write it down mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys have questions you can hit us up on all of our social medias that would be Instagram YouTube um, Facebook maybe we're not really big into Facebook but you know all those places leave them and then we'll answer them and before we do anything else Batavia we have to make an acknowledgement you ready I want to thank Todd, Kara, Hunter, somebody named S, Emily, Amanda, Bree, Patrick, and Tyler for all being patrons of the Backyard Gardens podcast. Thank you so much for being part of our community garden. <clears throat> These are our new the number. patrons <laughs> for to, uh, this week. Everyone so.
1: got a bail there. so
0: Yeah, don't ring it over and over. <laughs> but um, we're going to take this break. And then we're going to come back and we were going to get started talking about our topic for today, which I forgot the title, so I have to go look. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast.
1: If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up.
0: You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description.
1: With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya.
0: So I don't know what's wrong with me today, but I cannot remember the title. I know what I want to talk about, but I can't remember the official Guidance. What is it, Batavia? Well, it
1: almost is never the, the working title that, you know, you or I come up with. You know, yeah. when someone starts to edit and starts to get creative, it ends up being something totally different. But we want to talk about why this is the time to choose what you're growing next year.
0: Yes. OK. So that's exactly what I was going to say anyways. <laughs> no. But um, I mean, I think. For a number of reasons, when we say this. Um, or when I, I don't want to put words in Batavia's mouth But when I say it I think this is the time of year To be thinking about What you want to grow next year And making those final decisions And also getting your seeds For next year mm-hmm. um, Earlier So when everybody sends out their seed catalogs y'all is late, son. Like I've already bought, like you don't even send them to me because I'm, you know, it's just, it's too late. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, um, there's, so there's a whole purpose behind this. And the number one reason I think is because you're coming off of the season. You're excited. And by now I'm sure like in your garden, is it starting to slow down Batavia? Uh,
1: It depends on what your definition of is slow.
0: Well, whatever your definition is, how's that?
1: <laughs> so, October is different and slower than, let's say, a month ago, this yeah. time, September.
0: So, it's starting to slow down, mm-hmm. and some of us may get the blues, the gardening blues, you know, yeah. some of us might get a little upset, you know, the the true excitement, because, I mean, after all, if you are sitting here listening to this, let's, let's face it, you're a real, <laughs> true gardener, um, but you know, it allows you to kind of relive that and move forward. And I like it because I know what I've harvested this year. I have everything's fresh in my head. I know what mm-hmm. did well and what didn't do well. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I, I know we talk about, I talk about tomatoes a lot on this show. You do. It's one of my top favorite vegetables to grow. Um, but, the reason why it's such a good example is I looked at... I've not made any tomato sauce yet this year. Like, I've not preserved any tomato sauce, you know, uh-huh. as of the taping of this. And I look back and I, I'm trying to judge the volume of...
0: Of the way. Sh- the volume? No, the taping.
1: Uh, I know. Listen, now, I was born in the 70s, man. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> i'm like a cassette kid you know, Leonard, like, roll the tape <laughs> get your pencil in there to try to rewind it oh i'm yeah. sorry like,
0: i couldn't help it i just it took me back go ahead though
1: <laughs> so anyway um as of today um behind the microphone i've not preserved any tomato sauce Now, luckily, I have a bunch preserved from last year. So I'm looking and I'm making judgments around the types of tomatoes that I grew, how much they, the types, which is key, how much they yielded, which you can't always control, right? You know, most times you can't control that. And then I'm thinking about, like, I'm going to have enough to get me through for tomato sauce in this example, through next spring, right? Next summer, even, you know, if I'm strategic with my consumption, Um, but- I'm going to be stuck when it comes to my desire to have tomato sauce on hand. And so my plans for changing how I was going to grow tomatoes have now shifted. Right. You know, and so I only know that because I'm towards the end of my um, tomato harvest as an example. Right.
0: And you, I mean, you brought up a great point is, you know, a lot of us preserve, um, you know, and to my surprise, I always operated on this show like not a lot of people preserve but a lot of people mm. do I was in fact wrong um, so yeah <laughs> <laughs> not that I was wrong that I admitted I was wrong that's that what is, the bell is for that
1: is not a passive aggressive bell on my end like, <laughs> no not
0: at all but you know we're looking at it right now and a lot of us are preserving and putting stuff away but you're you know you Your stores are filled right now. Mm -hmm. This is the most you're going to have stored for the whole year. So now Mm -hmm. you can look Mm -hmm. at it and say, Mm -hmm. yeah, we need to, you know, next year I need to grow a little bit more of this. I need a little bit more of this. I need a less of this too. Mm -hmm. Let me, Mm -hmm. let me say that again. I need less of this. I know it hurts people, but there is, it does happen. Yeah. So uh, next year I'll probably grow three less green beans. You know what I mean? Like enough is enough, you know, Mm -hmm. three less
1: types of green beans. No, three less literally
0: three less beans in the ground.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the um, the timing of when things are being when things are producing is also really key. And. So let's just take a step back here, right? Last year I was all on the bandwagon of this is the largest garden I've ever had, right? That was the truth of the matter last year. The garden space hasn't changed that much this year, so it's still, you know, we're in year two of the largest garden I ever had. So I am needing to manage things a lot differently than I did five years ago when I was gardening, than 10 years ago when I I was gardening. So a lot of this has been kind of um, trial and error with what I actually desire, right? One more bale, right? You're yeah. gonna hear that that term used for us and from Desire. Me, yeah, going forward in these episodes. So a lot of what I thought I was interested in, um, you know, what I really desire, what's easy to eat fresh, you know, get in and get out, what's easy to preserve. So all of those things, because I'm in the thick of it now. Right? All of those in the things thick of in, it. In
0: the thick of it, I hate that song.
1: I was gonna (laughs) sing it, but you you hear the small pause. That was yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, So all of that influences kind of what I want to do next year. Um, So I'm not gonna keep them waiting because we, we talked about this like 10 minutes ago. A real good example of timing. So I love kind of plants that just stay until the end. Like I like that idea with sweet potatoes.
0: Wait, wait. Batavia, you need to bring up sweet potatoes for next year. There we go.
1: Why, thank you. I'm glad that you spent the time writing it with your new pen and your notebook. Um, So sweet potatoes is a great example of I love them. I am a bit fascinated with the idea of growing them. We know that that's a stretch in my climate based on how hot and how long it's hot here, right? Um, so all of that said, um, I've not harvested sweet potatoes as of the taping of this episode. (laughs) So I reserve the right to change my mind if I have a kick-ass harvest. But I was thinking about how can I organize my garden for next year? Like in my mind, as far as what I want to grow, you know, on my notebook, yada, yada, yada. And I made the tough decision to say, I'm pulling sweet potatoes out. Like I'm, bear with me. I'm pulling sweet potatoes off the plan and I'm going to plan my garden without them in mind and i'm going to see what space i have left when i'm done right so based on what i have left when i'm done if i have space for sweet potatoes right so i'm putting them they're going to take i was just doing some recording on my dvr and it was like this has the lowest priority of recording which means it may not record i'm like right you know i don't know how they decided that but that's the approach i'm taking with my garden right but you got cable yeah i got cable
0: damn
1: yeah i know Can i hear Ball, you.
0: look bowling <laughs> 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 why well,
1: do you think i'm trying to preserve all of these tomatoes and, yeah because you got know.
0: to pay for that cable <laughs> damn
1: man shoot um i had to actually take out a loan for no i'm joking. Uh
0: <laughs> i almost had actually i did have water come out of my nose yeah, thank you yeah. uh,
1: but th- that's an example of um when you start and it doesn't matter if your garden is smaller medium size or larger if you're growing more than a handful of vegetable types like this is something that may be helpful for you or at least in my mind right so sweet potatoes came off the list off the priority list because of the upfront work it takes to get to them right slips aren't that hard but it is a step um the idea of the timing that dare I say it years to be perfect. Like, so they're definitely planted later in the season, which means it's not a part of my spring garden. It would be a part of my summer garden. It needs a certain level of, Uh Oh, am I going into plant profiles for sweet potatoes? No. All right.
0: not <laughs> it yet. needs
1: to, it needs to have a certain, um, level of light to perform well. We know if you're lucky, sweet potato vines can go wild. Right. So all of these things, um, and my garden isn't just like, you know, a quarter of an acre where I can just pick a spot and say, here. I have to be strategic about what I place where. Right. So it's. Uh, a-
0: you need to hit the bell on that one. <phone rings> strategic. That's key. Yeah.
1: So, this isn't the kind of show where bells are requested, just so you know. Uh,
0: uh, That was a demand, actually, but go ahead. I just worded it like it was a request.
1: Because we haven't gone over that, because you've not stepped over the line like you just did, I'm going to go ahead and I honored the bell. But just so you know, this isn't going to be some regular thing.
0: You know I tow the line, so go ahead. Go ahead. I'll get my air horn. Don't worry. I'll overpower the bell.
1: But I'll I'll round out, because I know you have some thoughts around this. I I think that um, there are other things that I have on my list that are quicker producers, right? That are more versatile that I can get out of the space that I really probably should give sweet potatoes, right? And so the truth of the matter is I may have room for it in a full bed because I am trying to be generally more strategic when it comes to timing, vegetable types gardening in three seasons next year. So all of those things are coming into place and sweet potatoes at this point are just really cool to me, right? You know, and so that can't be um, number one in my plan based on them being really cool.
0: Yeah, you know, so first of all, when you said you're not going to grow sweet potatoes, my heart literally, you broke my heart. So I didn't exactly um, say
1: that, but they are not on the, they're not a part of the uh, A team,
0: yeah, that, that broke my heart. <laughs> okay. So, and I mean, the reason why is because I, I I instantly went back in my head and I went back to the month of August and I was like, mm-hmm. when I was eating my lunches, I had two sweet potatoes left over from last year mm-hmm. and those were the best days <laughs> because I yeah. had something completely different. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just so easy. And I mean, I, I, I hear where you're coming from where it's a mm-hmm. different climate. Mm -hmm. It's a different demand. Um, I do think that if you put them in your front yard and you got a quick growing variety, I think you would be surprised. But again, it's your garden. It's your choice. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do what you need to do on it. Um, It's just I for me, if I look into the same realm where you came from of like, it's just not a good producer. It doesn't take it takes too much space. Um, it's too demanding, you know. For me, it'd be broccoli.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, in my area, like it's so finicky. It's like the same thing, you know. And it makes me sad to think to myself, like I'm not going to grow broccoli. Yeah. So, um, I probably will grow it, but it's coming. The list, it's it's getting knocked down each year, less and less and less. Yeah. yeah. So I hear where you're coming from completely, and I I respect it and understand it.
1: Yeah, I think that that's though that's important, and I, I've. You guys, if I've said it, I've probably mentioned it before. The singular producers, right? You know, I know you can get um, side shoes from Broccoli and they, depending on the variety, can be sizable. But I think that the single producers are kind of, they're on the consideration list to go to, you know, Team B versus Team A. Now, the saving grace for me for Broccoli or things like broccoli, uh, cauliflower, cabbage and things like that. Uh, they are you have an opportunity to get in and get out. So think about sweet potatoes for me again. I'm going to harp on sweet potatoes cuz it could be tomatoes, right? So it's going to harp on sweet for potatoes. Them, man. Like think about the we're talking about 100 plus days in yeah. my garden. They're taking space for 100 plus days and based on the timing of that, that's basically June to sometime in October. Right. So Uh that garden space is not doing anything else. Right. Right. So I have an opportunity to grow something there early spring, you know, and pull that just before I plant my sweet potatoes. But that's a lot of commitment. And I know one could argue the same thing about tomatoes. Right. But that's a lot of commitment for this unknown production.
0: Yeah, it is. And so first of all, I don't want to make this a sweet potato episode Um, But it is a problem child. And last year I was with you on that where it was like, damn, I used this whole garden bed and got like, you know, nothing worth using that amount of space. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, and I don't know why I didn't think of it until just now. I mean, being light bulb went off. But when we were talking earlier and we were answering the question, we're like, hey, you know, the year before I had a sweet potato in another bed that just kind of showed up. What about planting um as more of like a decoration area, like filler for areas, and mm-hmm. then doing it that way? You know what mm-hmm. I mean. Like, and I'm not saying I'm not trying to convince you to do anything. Yeah. I'm just saying in general, like instead of doing like a traditional garden, like saying, "Hey, there's a blank spot here. A little bit of vineage would look good. Plop, mm-hmm. put one in." You know, it's just kind of thinking it through. But I think you'd have to have because of the the time frame required to get. A harvest off of that you would have to really have a solid plan
1: yeah so two things uh one i grew sweet potatoes in containers in those grow bags last year i wanted to dedicate a bed to it because i wanted to see the difference in growing them in the earth if you will right um two anything that's on my team one point a one point one yeah I, i'm not ready to do yet um anything that doesn't make it on that top list, the first out list, I have an opportunity to grow them in containers, right? Yeah. So there is that. Um, two, to move on from sweet potatoes, melons are the same thing for me right now.
0: Yeah. right. Yeah, melons, planning, I didn't even know I didn't think of that.
1: Yeah. I'm planning my garden around, meaning melons are on the side, right? You, you may get your shot, but you may not get into the game, right? Uh, you may be on the bench and, you know, suited up. You know, and and just not make it into the garden. And again, it it is the the key here is the niceties versus the things that are um, more consistent producers. Yeah, that's what's driving me. Right. So, um, again, I could probably name it, but I won't probably name three or four other crops that i have grown in these last four or five years that, you know, I'll revisit at some point, but next year. So let's get down to 2022. Next year is really important for me as I look at kind of filling my pantry, as I look at where I am with my tomato sauce as an example and where I want to be. Right. And so when I think about uh, the timing of these vegetables and what I'm eating fresh, what I plan, because it's again, this would be the second year that I do three season gardenings going into 2022 would be the second year. Right. And so. Pulling out some things is going to have to happen, right? Like, I can get more... My garden can produce more if I plan accordingly. And I'm still developing that plan. That's fine. But... Um, yeah, I,
0: I planted... <clears throat> to put it in perspective, for my fall garden, I planted 200 seedlings mm-hmm. into my garden. And because everything take doesn't take up a lot of space, so I'm just yeah. packing stuff in everywhere. Um, now... When you talk about... Your pantry and filling it out, and you know, stuff like that for 2022. I, I can't go through this whole show, um, without good conscience of stating the fact that there are shortages in the world right now, and the shortages are projected to get worse. So, we all thought last year, like, oh, the shortages last year when the mm-hmm. pandemic was, quote unquote, really here. And it's not going to go away. And all of those shortages have kind of compounded and mm-hmm. there have been outside influences that kind of had added to that. And so when we talk about, and you know, we just did an episode and we were talking about like when we went to the grocery store and how bare <laughs> things were <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, that's why for me, 2022, the focus is really going to be on what can we preserve more? What can we grow that will preserve and last longer? Mm-hmm. you know what i mean what will freeze for instance like i mean i'm not looking like oh there's gonna be a power outage situation and we're all gonna go to hell you know but and along in the grand scheme of things the more that we go and we see less you know imagine if you went to the store and there was no tomato sauce you'd be like son of a bitch i should have been canning my tomato sauce yeah. you know what i mean i don't want to be that person
1: yeah and again to and we can't name all of the vegetables, so we do have to kind of focus on a few as examples. Yeah. Tomato sauce is a great example because it's so multi-purpose. Right. Right. You know, so I don't have every meal figured out with what I'm going to use for tomatoes. And I'm going to get to the point of making tomato sauce. I still have enough tomatoes that are coming right. off the vine and, and all of that. But um, it's But if it's you think
0: to- you will run out of time to make yeah. tomato sauce, too.
1: Absolutely. It is... Um, Oh, you made me lose my th- train of thought because you just make, reminded me I'm going to blink and run out of time. Um, oh, 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 you can make a meal, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> like it's the base, if you will, right? And so when I think about 2022, and I promise you, um, what's today? This is Sunday morning. I went to get some gas, you know, so I'm in Illinois and I normally drive across the border to Indiana to get some gas, cheaper, like, 20, 30 cents cheaper, right? And so there's a big box store like right across the street. So I'll go there and do a little bit of grocery shopping. I'm an early riser, so it's like the sun is up and I'm out. And so I promise you this lady was going to her car like, we were leaving in in the um, the um, parking lot at the same time she's like yeah girl you gotta get out and get early you know you gotta get up here and beat all these folks at the stores and so I'm yelling across the parking lot like yeah girl I know and so then I said um she's like because things just you know you won't have anything on the shelves and I'm like oh did you see the meat section we're I mean we're yelling because I'm that kind of person across the parking lot and it's exactly that idea of people are absolutely conscious of what's happening in the grocery stores if they're in the grocery stores yeah and when I look at everything that. I plant um I'm gonna bring it down a notch I feel like I may be a little bit animated that's okay so, yeah girl Get animated. <laughs> so um the everything isn't for harvest like I'm not growing everything or excuse me everything isn't for preserving I'm not growing everything in my garden for preserving but what I want to be clear about is the timing and the plants that I want to grow to preserve versus those that are going to make a hearty uh contribution to a meal Yeah, And it's exciting because, again, I mean, how many years did I not have any food coming out of the garden in May? Right. Right. Like almost every year before this year. Right. Well, I mean, you've got
0: to you've got to have a a, you've got to strike a balance mm -hmm. with what you're growing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know I said, like, I'm focusing heavy, but the key word is I'm focusing heavy. I'm not only doing, you know, and that's the same, you know, with you. I know how you are. So, that's
1: golden, man. That's that's golden.
0: <laughs> I know how you are. You know, you you plant things and you want to preserve, but you're you're dipping your toe in slowly mm-hmm, into preserving. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and it's amazing. There's a lot of things that we grow that we can preserve that we don't even realize.
1: For example, well, greens. Mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm.
0: preserve greens, broccoli. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't think you can, um, which you know, well. A lot of people I talk to personally don't think you can. And I didn't think I could either. And then I was like, well, why not? I buy frozen broccoli at the store all the time. Like freezing is definitely a method of preserving.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't say for the people that I talk and chat with, because I think that depending on kind of your upbringing, um, I think that influences the things that you realize were You know, not bought fresh. Right. You know, so I also, though, think that the transition between, you know, that you buy frozen broccoli and you producing broccoli in your garden and then freezing it is a hop. You know, so um, so much of my garden for so many years was all about what I could eat in the moment. When I say fresh, that's what I mean. Of course, I cooked a lot of it, but what I could eat in the moment. And so now we have this last few years of transitioning and saying, I w- I'm going to grow more food, you know, for an ultimate purpose. I'm going to grow more food. I can't eat all of this food because guess what? I don't want to. I right. want to preserve a lot of this food, right? Um, I want to be able to, at any given day, eat something from my garden, no matter if it's, three feet of snow on the ground right um and that takes some planning it's back to your earlier point about too too much of a thing yeah. you know um and if you have too much of a thing chances are you don't have enough of another thing
0: uh yeah that's a good point that's a real good point you know if i felt you don't the have- mic
1: drop moment there <clears throat> yeah but it's a little bit obnoxious to call it out
0: no, so. it's not. You, you're welcome to do that because I can tell you if it was or wasn't. But that's you know that's exactly right. Like I have too much of this where else is it lacking? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's like I was looking in my garden and I was like, man, I got basically a radish farm going on right now mm-hmm. because I really learned that I, I really enjoy radishes. And I've actually gotten some, you know, some people have made some comments like, man, you just grow too many radishes. And it's like, no, I really enjoy them. Like mm-hmm. get out of my garden space. And if you don't, yeah. if you want to be involved, like you yeah. can look and be involved, but don't be telling me what to grow. Yeah. And, um, but I, I look at it. I'm like, but am I missing something? Is there something that could be there Mm -hmm. that I could enjoy more? And as of right now, the answer is no, (laughs) but that could very well change. Um, You know, there's when it comes down to this time of year, there's there's a method to the madness. And Mm -hmm. I just haven't totally like I've never really locked in to the fall garden madness. But that is what brings me because I'm also at this same time focusing on next year. And how – because, you know, spring and summer are really where my garden shines. Mm -hmm, And I mm -hmm. guess as of last year, winter, because of the greenhouse and different things. Yeah. So – but being able to focus now is getting ahead of everybody else. Getting ahead of every – I mean, everybody is still talking on social media, if you're into that, about what they're harvesting. that's a great time to get out there and ask questions about it Mm -hmm, and learn mm -hmm. about different things. You know, like I saw somebody post pictures of peanuts that they grew. Mm Mm-hmm. I know good and damn well they grow peanuts right up the road from my house. I'm never growing a peanut. Why? I love peanuts. I love them. <laughs> Ain't yeah. nothing better than a boiled peanut. You dry them and they hold. You know what I mean? Like, what's the problem? So, it's like, I learned that because I was on there and now I'm like, okay, I got to grow peanuts. Yeah. So, I'm making that plan already. So,
1: um either in the opening or very early on, you talked about you know getting your seeds and getting things that you'll need for next year when you're thinking about what you want to grow. So I have like a list that I'm cutting each time, right? So I have my 2022, what seeds do I need that I don't have? And I'm listing them and I'm doing that based on what I've already grown and I wanna grow again, right? Um, so I'm looking at them and saying, Okay, but do you really, really want this in your space or is it really just a novelty? Right. Right, You know, and so that takes me a few iterations before I start going off and ordering seeds or buying seeds or whatever. Um, So the uh, white potatoes more so than sweet potatoes, because the secret of that whole sweet potato, you know, montage that I went through white potatoes are sitting right next to sweet potatoes on that, you know, sitting on the bench list. Yeah. Right. You know? And so while we, we talked about the benefit of having them as a part of our August challenge, we talked about all of that. I'm also weighing the easiest access, right? So I don't need to buy another tomato seed. I have tomato seeds in my home right I don't need to gr- buy another really brassica seed I have brassica seeds in my home are there things within my garden I don't even know how you start to grow peanuts but are there things in my garden that I have on my list to grow that I don't have those seeds for now is absolutely the time
0: right right well and the thing is you have to think about too is yeah you <clears throat> you don't need a brassica seed okay you've got them mm-hmm. but maybe there's a different variety of brassica seed and that's okay that's okay if you want to grow curly kale instead of dinosaur kale. There's not a pro- I don't have a problem with that. And I think it's respectable. And I think it's a good idea to diversify your garden with uh-huh. different varieties of different things and try new things. Like, that's I, – I get where you're coming from. So, if you go to order your seeds now and let's say, all right, look, I'm going to be real. I'm about mm-hmm. to be real, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm a cheap fuck when it comes <laughs> to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, straight up. Like, I will put my seed order together – And I will say, okay, I have this. I make a budget every year. Mm -hmm. And then as I go through and I I start dwindling it down and dwindling it down. And then that's when the varieties can come or go, because I'm like, you know what? I already have a kale. Do I need another kind of kale? Do we really need it? Because you know what? Kale's kale, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think kale is such a great example of that, because... Kale is a, a, a vegetable that I really, really, really want to grow. Specifically, curly kale is what I really, really want to grow. And when I really wasn't trying, I had no issues with it. I'd grow it, I'd buy the transplants, grow it in the middle of the summer, and be successful. These last couple of years, because I've also had these other things that I've been trying to do, I've missed it somehow. So I finally got some kale planted back here, I'm going to say in the spring, and it's sitting in a container, and it sat the entire summer. With, you know, maybe six or seven leaves on each of the plants. It's like three or four plants in this one pot. And I kept on looking at it like, what the hell, man? So now this weather has cooled off and I'm seeing new growth. And there are two important points there. I've grown kale, some variety of kale in the heat of the summer without issue. This variety that I grew clearly didn't like it hot. right? So back to your point of, do I have seeds for the variety that would grow in the summer well? And if I don't, do I want to grow it in the summer enough, bad enough to go and get those seeds? Because if I do, I need to get out there and start getting them, you know? Or do I say, you know what? I'm going to fall in line with when kale is the happiest, which is in the cooler temps, spring and fall. I haven't decided yet, but that's a really good example of thinking about how you want to, or what you want to grow next year and thinking about it now.
0: Now, I don't know... Um, I don't know if there's going to be seed shortages or not. I haven't heard any. Have you heard anything about that for this year?
1: I haven't seen it. You know, so some of the online sites that I've seen, a lot ha- is in stock, and the things that aren't in stock are normally, like if I go back four years, are, are <clears throat> not in stock this time of year. So it seems pretty normal.
0: Um, I'm looking right now on the news. I want to see. Um, Four days ago, supply chain shortages continue around the world. Get used to it. (laughs) So, um, that was one of the headlines. Yeah. So, um, damn, this shit is depressing. I wish I wouldn't have looked at that. So, what they're saying, and basically, and look, I did, what you just heard is the amount of research I did, but (laughs) I believe to an extent, but they're saying like, farmers are getting hit with rising costs, which we know. Mm -hmm. And so, (laughs) when that comes, what happens they go up on their prices, prices increase. right? So we're going through a period right now. Um, we're going through some serious pains in our country, and really across the world. But I can't speak for places I don't live, where the pandemic has crippled a lot of industries, and we are, as consumers, are paying the price. Mm-hmm. Okay, we paid the price with the wood this year, and then everybody stopped buying wood, and the prices went down because they're yeah. like. Crap, nobody's buying wood. So it's all the same thing. So it's, it's going, you know, doo rolls downhill. So <laughs> mm-hmm. we're going through all of this now. And I don't know how it is with seeds. I don't know if there's shortages, but I do know that the prices are going up. Yeah. Okay, I stated yeah. in the last show, I found a seed packet at my house that was like three or four years old. Mm-hmm. I found the exact same one with the exact same artwork, everything. The only difference is it had less seeds in it. And it was uh, twice the price. Yeah. So that's you know, that's a real thing going on right now. So that just means we need to be more mindful. And I mean, as consumers, you guys have the power to drive the prices where you want. You are mm-hmm. in charge as a mm-hmm. whole. Not the the companies are not in charge. They think they're in charge. But I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now I saved seeds off of one mustard plant. I ain't got to buy no more seeds for ten <laughs> years. Okay. Yeah. That's one yeah. plant. And I'm not even joking. I, it's crazy how much you get. So, when we move forward, we think about these things. And, as you know, I'm like I said, I'm cheap. You know, I'm not cheap, I'm thrifty, whatever. I look at these things, and I'm like, all right, there's going to be shortages. The costs are going up. Let me go ahead and get everything I need now. And then, when everybody else is rushing to get everything, because I saw it last year, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I saw, I buy my seeds in November. Maybe December. I buy all my seeds and I'm done thinking about it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll pick up a packet here or there or something, but the bulk purchase is done. And then come February or March, I saw people and they were all, one, they were all scrambling to get their seeds. They Mm -hmm. couldn't find stuff because everybody was sold out. Then, you know... The seed catalogs came and it got even more confusing. And then, because of the seed shortages, the people couldn't start the seeds in time to get them into their garden time. So, a lot of people had yep. delayed gardens. So, yeah. you de- you defeat all of this. Not to mention, if you buy them now, you're probably going to get some kind of discount because they're trying to get rid of this year's seed. And yeah. some seeds, like carrots, you don't really want to buy last year's seed. But there's most seeds you can; they will be fine mm-hmm. the second year. Mm-hmm. So remember the twenty fourteen, twenty
1: fifteen Spanish uh, Spanish spinach seeds I sowed. So there's that, and they have did germinated. They st- Not all of them, but you know some of them did germinate. So um, I think the so I have these last three years bought. I can look back, and I've basically been you know placing things in my cart for things I purchase online in December. And before the end of the year, my order is placed, so I'm getting yeah. those seeds in January, which is really important because there are a lot of things that I'm starting earlier and earlier. If you're ordering seeds, some of these things you're starting indoors. Some of them are direct being direct sold, and that is that's fine, right? Um, that's actually my my preferred method. But anyway, if you're starting things indoors, you want to have what you need then when you're ready yeah. to start seeds, right? And you know, it's a whole production at my house. So um, I don't want to, you know, have to run out or have to place an order or, you know, have to change my plan because this thing didn't, you know, it wasn't available. I thought I had them. The package was actually empty. Um, so, I mean, I think that if you look at it and say, what do you need? What can you acquire now? Right? Um, take those steps. I mean, and if, so this is October, you may be in a position where you need to save a few dollars to get to those purchases, right? Yeah. So you want to ha- have an idea of what that budget looks like so you can save towards it, you know. So you still have time, again, if you're making that plan, if you're planning what you plan on growing next year. Well, why would uh, you, you can... not
0: want to save a couple bucks?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, so,
0: we, so this weekend, um, my wife... She called in on the radio and she actually won tickets to go see Trevor Noah. Oh, very cool. So we went to go see Trevor Noah and we go to the venue. Um, It was outdoor venue. So we were safe Mm -hmm. and we get there and it's $20 a drink and people are lined up, bro. Mm -hmm. They are lined up trying to get some damn drinks. And some of them were trashed. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I was like, look, I was like, we ain't rich. But if I had a million dollars in my pocket, I would not go buy a $20 drink. That is, that is not happening. Like, there's just a point where you're just literally throwing money in the trash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you have this opportunity to save money. Hell, a lot of people even give you a free pack of seeds this time of year because they just want to yeah. get rid of the shit. You know yeah. what I mean? They're just like, sure, take them. Here, here's four packs of seeds. Like, why would you not take advantage of that?
1: Mm-hmm. So, you I to apologize in advance for those that catch this um i we moved our recording time up which means that it's right Uh at the time that my neighbor's (laughs) lawn folks are here so uh it's real life man this is it it's garden related it's lawn care
0: i mean you know what your neighbor needs to plant a garden and get over the lawn
1: people (laughs) she totally has a garden man they're they're actually mowing around it
0: (laughs) nice yeah so i mean it's you know these are all things to think about yeah um I, i have i missed anything
1: I mean, I think that a lot of what I focused on, I'm going to say we, was basically kind of using the garden as it is today to help you plan what you're going to grow next year. But you got to go back. You got to go back to before, you know, your September, your, you know, August, like stretch a little bit and think back to earlier this year. Um, there's this saying that and I'm sure it applies to a lot of different things so my hair is locked it's a whole like style right and right. so one of the common things you hear people say is um, my only regret is not doing it sooner right and that's my story as well like I got it locked in 2019 and my only regret is not doing it before then and so when it comes to people in their gardens, you oftentimes, how many people are you talking to now that are planting a fall garden, excited about it because the summer got away from them and they didn't have a chance to plant summer garden stuff?
0: You know, surprisingly, there's a lot of people.
1: Yeah. and so I the was kind of
0: surprised.
1: Believe you me, there are people that absolutely want to plant a spring garden, right? And they're in the midst of summer saying, oh, I missed the spring window, right? Like what yeah. we're talking about now is an opportunity to not be... You know, the person that is saying, you know, I wish I would have done it sooner. Right. Um, So, again, I mean, the beauty in all of this is you have time to recover. You know, recover, meaning if you miss your spring window in 2022, you got summer, you got fall. But you're in a position now to make some um, thoughtful decisions around what next year is going to look like for you.
0: Yeah. And I mean, when it comes down to it. I want to be more prepared earlier so I can have a solid plan and be stress-free mm-hmm. about it and beat the rush. And I urge everybody to kind of do that. Step outside of the box of like, don't let the weather getting warmer cause you to go out and get something. Because if, if the weather is warm and you're going to buy seeds, it's too late. Mm-hmm. It's way too late so um
1: oh, one other note though if you're thinking and planning now you can get in front of the it's cold outside the weather's crappy i don't want to think about the garden right you know so that's the thing
0: too yeah that's true yeah that's a sad truth
1: yeah i know i know it makes
0: me sad everybody don't do that just be happy <laughs> be happy but no and i mean the same thing goes with me um for starting seeds is at the time when, by the time I get my seed order very shortly after that, Mm -hmm. I'm already getting all of my supplies together to start seeds. So when it's time, all I got to do is just go down. I have to do 15 different trips. I just, boom, go make it happen. Captain. Yep. And everybody's happy. So, um, anyways, we are going to go to our recipe of the day and it's Batavia's turn because I sneaked and did two.
1: Yeah, when I was listening back, I'm like, he said it was his, but it really wasn't. That's okay. All right.
0: It's an honest mistake. So (laughs) we'll be right back with the recipe of the day. A lot of y'all asked, how can you help support the Backyard Gardens podcast? Well, we have been busy and we have created a t-shirt line just for the gardener.
1: To visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have.
0: Now these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardener. So, enjoy. Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast and we'll see you guys after the harvest.
1: Salted caramel or caramel pear butter.
0: Um no. You're not yes. going to make me eat this. No.
1: Yes. 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 So I discovered this recipe like I didn't like discover it. Right. I found the recipe last year. Um, it's actually a recipe. I preserved this, but I'm going to give it to you from the site freshpreserving.com associated with ball. And you can make it to enjoy like now. Right. So if you're interested in actually preserving it, I'll leave it to you to get to the um, like the water bath canning instructions and all of that but it's the perfect time because guess what's in your stores guess what's in you know the last of your farmers markets pears right so recipe calls for four pounds of pears you're going to core them and chop them coarsely right Um, there's a solution that you can use to prevent the pears from yellowing but for this recipe it doesn't matter so much because we're going to cook them and they're actually going to take on a different color so four pounds of pears A third cup of apple cider. I'm sure you could use some other like apple juice potentially. But I did use apple cider. Two tablespoons of lemon juice. Two and a half cups of dark brown sugar. I know, I know, I know. Two teaspoons of salt. It could be sea salt or kosher kosher salt. Uh, So you're going to chop up your pears. You're going to dump this all into a crock pot. This is one of my favorite things because it's kind of a set it and forget it. So you're going to dump all of your pears, your apple cider and that lemon juice into a crock pot. My guess is probably you're also adding lemon juice based on the idea of preserving it later. But anywho, um, you're going to cover it and let the pears simmer on high, which kind of sort of doesn't work that way. Like, that's what the recipe calls for, simmering on a high setting. And it's going to be about 40 minutes. Turn the heat off, right? You want to actually blend up the pear mixture, right? So you can do that if you have one of those hand mixers, like blender thingies, or uh-huh. you can put it into a regular blender or food processor to kind of um, make that mixture a bit more smooth, right? You may have to do it in batches, which is fine. All right, so now you're going to take that. mixture put it back into your crock pot if you removed it to blend it and you're gonna add your brown sugar and salt right so turn the heat back to high um they call for like turning your top to your crock pot like on a diagonal to let some of the steam out you know because you want this thing to start um thickening up at this point so this is gonna take like three or four hours man so listen to like three to four episodes of the Backyard Gardens podcast as this thing is simmering away, right? You want it to be um, not thick like peanut butter, but thick where you can actually pour it from the spoon. And it actually, you know, takes a little bit of time to, I don't know, there's some right. official saying about that. Um, and so at this point you can put them into jars. If you're going to can it, this is when you're going to go into the canning steps. If you're going to, um, put it in a refrigerator or give it to friends and family. This is a great little treat. I use it on toast. um, And just to the note, it preserved and kept really well. So we're going on like 10 or 11 months where I still have a couple of jars. So I put it on toast. It's great on sandwiches. You know, think about if you, this time of year, you're coming up on maybe some ham sandwiches, turkey sandwiches. it would be good on that. Um, I can add this to anything you would normally add a jam to. The only um, note that I personally have is the color of mine came out more like like dark brown sugar than like the picture. It looks more caramel-like on the picture, a lighter brown. And that could be that, again, I don't know, maybe I used... I don't know, who knows. It calls for dark brown sugar versus light brown sugar. Maybe I'll try it this year and see if I can get a lighter effect. It doesn't matter to me because it's still delicious, but just so you know.
0: Yeah, it sounds um I know that a lot of places will put a there's a chemical you can I don't know the name of it, but that will preserve the color though. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So and b- since you're adding lemon juice, you can water bath it? Yep. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's key to know if we're going to give canning recipes, we've got to tell them we don't well, have to tell them exactly it's times, but we just tell them water bath or pressure can.
1: I can tell them anything I want. And I told them head over to freshandpreserve.com if you're interested Truth. in canning. Truth. And they Truth. say water bath. <laughs> <Truth>. <laughs> so that yeah. recipe made um, about four eight ounce jars, which are half pints. So that's, it's a nice little, a yeah, it's a nice little, I ended up putting them into even what's the, I don't even know the quarter, like the four ounce jars,
0: the little teeny um, ones.
1: Yeah. The, the smallest ones that you can find. I actually made some with that size because it was just a little
0: bit more convenient. Um, well I started doing that this year and it, it makes sense.
1: Oatmeal. That actually was my favorite last uh, winter yeah. way to add. Like it basically, that's the only thing you need to add to it. Was this peanut yeah. butter? Um, the only reason why I don't, I'm not crazy about using the smaller jars, and I know this is gonna sound weird, and it's okay. You're burning a lid. When I say burning, I mean you're using a lid that you only get one use out of for canning purposes, and it's on a such, such a small jar. I'm having that issue now with salsa, but anyway, yeah, that's a different well,
0: story. I mean. I wouldn't recommend using those small jars for canning tomato sauce, but for something like that, <laughs> yeah, where you're not yeah, using yeah. a whole lot, like it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. But, um, no, I'm with you on that. You know, lids are, it is what it is though, but they're, I think they're great. You know, we make pepper jelly and stuff. I love using those little jars. Yeah. So, yeah. It's how many really, pears went into that recipe? That was four
1: pounds of pears. I don't remember the quantity from last year. Like yeah. Four what, pounds. How, yeah. How many pears equaled four pounds, but.
0: I think it's a quarter bushel, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs>
1: I told you. I was going to go like, I think that's like 14 pairs. Here you are. A quarter bushel. Well,
0: no, because I think that's that's not too far off because they sell them at the grocery store in little paper bags. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Unless, you know, if you're like me and you have a pear tree that's been in the yard for three years, I haven't given you a damn pear yet. Son <laughs> of a bitch. So, um, Yeah. That's a solid recipe. Thank you, Batavia. You're I um, Salted caramel is my favorite ice cream flavor. I'll write it down in the books, people. And um, I'll, if anybody wants to send me ice cream, salted caramel ice cream that she made, let me know.
1: Mm hmm. dress is on
0: the way, baby.
1: It's, it's caramel for me, but it's one of the best things ever. If no, caramel not, and
0: caramel are two different things. No, it's not. I if will hear no different.
1: No, it's not. If you're using, <laughs> if you're not canning this and you're going to eat it like now or gift it, sprinkle a little bit of sea salt on top.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? And then put that mm-hmm. top
1: on and, you know, do whatever you're going to do, man. Damn. Mm. I, just, <laughs> I just made myself so hungry.
0: Damn, that's going to happen. My uh,
1: one quick story. My neighbor, um, she just had uh, her like a 16 year old's birthday party two weeks before that. It was 18 year old's birthday party. So she did a really sweet thing in the backyard for them. And, um, you know, I mean, I've known these kids since forever. Right. And but I'm not going to go over to their birthday party. You know, I gave them a card across the fence. And so in both cases, they're like, would you like some cake? And my answer is always yes to cake now. (laughs) Yeah. Followed by chocolate or vanilla or both? Both. (laughs) Come on, man.
0: Why y'all tripping? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put some salted caramel pear butter on it. So holla at your boy.
1: But for that recipe, I mean, I imagine you could cut back a little bit if you wanted to cut back on some of the sugar or whatever. Um, But
0: well, there's ways to do stuff no sugar. Um mm-hmm. you know, so you can and that's probably what we would end up doing. But mm-hmm. honestly, if you use it like you're supposed to, it's not that much.
1: Yeah, it's not every I, mean, I wasn't eating it every morning. It absolutely is a treat. Get you through some of those cold winter days, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everybody, uh thank you so much for being part of uh, part of our show and listening to us. Uh, check out all of our stuff down below in the descriptions of wherever you're listening. Um, become a patron, help support us, help us create more content for you and um, get out and buy some seeds, man. Make your plan, figure out what you want to eat next year. Not what you want to grow, but what you want to eat. Think about it that way. There it is.
1: That's it, man. Look, That's, hour it. In. That's- it took an hour to
0: get to that it took an hour to get to that what do you want to grow what do you want to eat next year that's it so uh we love you guys and uh be safe wear a mask let's let's squash this thing and um Batavia tell them something good